Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to two in power you i am your host back better than ever thomas a deloach and i'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me wherever you are for these few moments in time and on today's show i want to talk about i am god's divine nature this is a teaching podcast so go and grab your bibles and something to write with i assure you you're going to want to take some notes today So again, we're going to talk about I am God's divine nature. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but I just want to take just a few moments here and talk about this and massage this into your thought life, into your spirit, because I want you to begin to emanate what I'm going to share with you today. God has dropped us in time from eternity. We were in the mind of God. And so he planned for you and I to be here, regardless of the fact of if our mothers and fathers knew that we were coming, God knew that we were on the way. And now that we are here, it's so important that we just don't blend in with society. We need to stand out. We're different. We're unique. We're not better than anyone, so we don't need to look our nose down on anyone. But what we need to do is to understand who we are and whose we are. And many people just don't understand that, especially those that are believers, that are Christians. We just go along to get along. And I know the Holy Spirit. I know God many times is like, I did not create you this way. I've created you to be extraordinary. I created you to set the bar. And so we've got to remember that. And we have to understand that we only have a limited amount of time here in the flesh. And so we've got to be about our father's business every day that we can. And so what I want to share with you today as it relates to I am God's divine nature, I wish I would have had this kind of teaching when I was growing up, when I was my teenager, in my 20s, in my early 30s. You know, I just didn't know this stuff, man, but I'm so grateful to God that I know these things now. Revelation, when I was growing up, was not what it is today. People just didn't really, you know, move in that kind of dimension of teaching and helping you to understand your thoughts and helping you to understand who you are, really understand who you are. It was just a lot of times generic messages. Whether it would be Daniel in the lion's den and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and Moses and Abraham and all the Bible stories. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the reality is, is that these Bible stories really are about you and I, not so much about the characters that were brought out in that particular text or those passages that we read. It is to help us understand what we have in Christ. And so I want you to repeat this after me, especially if you're driving or you're working out on your way, wherever you're going today or night, wherever you are around the world. I want you to say this, I am God's divine nature. Come on, say that. I am God's 
divine nature. Come on, one more time. I am God's divine nature. Those that have sat under my teaching for any length of time know that they understand the power of I am. I am is divine principle. I am is divine law. I am is God's word. And so when we say I am, whatever we put after I am, we will become. This is why the scripture talks about, especially when it deals with certain passages where you see I am. I believe it was Moses when he had to bring the children of Israel out and he said, Lord, you know, Pharaoh's not going to talk to me. He he don't care who I am. He said, well, who am I going to say that sent me? He said, tell him I am that I am. And he understood that. And even though he tried to fight Moses. He was really fighting God, but he had to bow to I am. And so when we say I am rich, when we say I am healthy, wealthy, and strong, we are declaring our divine nature through our words. But what we do after we declare I am is going to really be a game changer for many of us. And again, I wish I had this kind of teaching, man, because what I could have done when I was a teenager, what I could have done in my early 20s, And I did some fairly decent good things, but I'm really talking about walking in the power of the anointing. I'm talking about walking in the power of God's word, really not being shaken by trials and tribulations and things that would come my way. Many times we're shaken because we just don't know who we are. But when you really understand that, it's more than just a word or phrase or a sentence understanding who you are, because you can go a lifetime and never really understand what you possess, what you have. And so I pray today, just for these few moments that you are shaken to your core, that you begin to stand up and stand out and things that come to you, you welcome it because you know it's got to bow to the power of I am. I am God's divine nature. So I want to look here in 2 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 3 and 4. We're going to set the table here and let this be our launching pad just for our talk here. It says, according as his divine power hath gotten unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers, here it is, of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And so in this particular passage, it pretty much sets the table for us and it helps us to understand. But one of the things that I want to point out is that understanding what you are and who you are in Christ is so essential because it says it's through the knowledge of him that has called us. So we have to know, we have to have some knowledge. We have to have some truth about this. We can't just, you know, say I am God's divine nature and not have any word, not have any scripture, not have any kind of backing to help us to understand what these precious promises are. God has given us a promise. 
And I love that. It's not a man's promise. You know, man can try to promise you many different things, but he just can't deliver. I'm telling you, God has already delivered. So when he tells you something in the word, he sent his son to die to redeem us so that he could work his greatness through us. So whatever he said, he's already done. So he don't need to do anything. And that's what I want you to understand today. God is not doing anything new for you. He's already done it through Jesus. All you need to do is to embrace the promise. You don't need to create the promise. You don't need to work the promise. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to be up all night worried about how something is going to turn out for you. When you understand that you are God's divine nature, you won't worry anymore. When you understand your God's divine nature, you know, when money seems like it's lacking or when bills are due or when you get unexpected news or whatever it is, because in this life, there will be some trials. There'll be some tribulations. There'll be some persecution. There'll be some things that are not of your making. But I don't want you to be concerned about that. God said, never be concerned or worry about that. I already have that taken care of. You continue to walk, put one foot in front of the other, hold your head up high because you already know the outcome. Watch this, because it's been fixed. The fight has been fixed. God already knows what he's going to do. Watch this, and he's going to reveal it to your divine nature, not to your flesh, not to your mind. He's going to reveal it to your spirit, and then you can tell your flesh to get in divine order and do exactly what I tell you to do. So this is something that you're going to have to practice. And so 2 Peter chapter 1, 3, and 4 lets us understand that we have already escaped that corruption through the world of lust. We don't have to do what the world does. We don't have to get entangled. We don't have to get in bondage. We don't have to try this drug, this alcohol to get the high to set us free, to take us away from all the stuff that's going on in the world. No, we are in the world, but the scripture says we are not supposed to be of it, pertaining to it like everyone else is. I'm so glad today. I am God's divine nature. I want you to say that one more time. Just appease me. I am God's divine nature. Now, let me unpack this a little bit more because the word partaker comes from the Greek word kenosis. All right. It means a partner, an associate, a comrade, a companion, a sharer in anything. So when we say that I am God's divine nature, I am a partaker and a sharer of the divine nature of God. I want you to think about that because billionaires won't share their power with you. Billionaires won't give you a seat at the table and let you make decisions about where to spend their money or things that they want to build or certain projects they want to do because they're selfish. This is my money. But God says, I want you to hear this today. God says, because I'm the God of the universe and I love you so much, I'm a sharer. See, when we're secure in who we are, we share our power. When we're secure in who we are, what we have, someone else has. I mean, just for marriage sake here, just for a moment, I've been married a long time and anything that I have, 
my wife has. I'm a sharer of that. It's not mine. It is ours. And the same thing with my son. Whatever I have is his. I don't make him jump through hoops to get what is mine. He's a partaker. He's a sharer. He is a companion. He is an associate. It is my joy and my privilege to be able to share with the people that I love what I have. Why? Because I want to make life better for them. I want them to know that that whatever they come up against, we got it. We going to make it because you got me in my life. And so when you have me in your life, we going to get through to the other side. So we don't have to trip. So we don't have to worry. So I want you to get that out of your mind. So when we talk about I am God's divine nature, this kenosis is at work. And I appreciate God for this. So I have the nature of God. I don't know if anybody ever told you that before. Never heard that in school. Never heard that from my parents, that I have the nature of God. You know, we get up, we wake up, you know, when we were kids and we did something wrong. You know, your parents say, you got the devil in you. <laughs> but that's not true, man. You got God's nature inside of you. See, whatever you continue to hear, you'll believe and become. So think about the things you've heard over your life. Think about the things that people have said about you. You say, man, I must be nobody. You know, I must be stupid. I must be a bad decision maker. You know, we have to be careful about what we say. And I grew up in a time where people just said anything because, you know, they were loose with their mouth. You know, we heard grownups cuss. You know, they would tell us to go outside. But we heard what they were saying, man, from the parking lot or from the backyard or whatever the case may be. And so we have to learn how to say what God says. I have the nature of God. I am just like God. I am made in the image of of God. So the God-like nature comes from this Greek word, theotis. It means divinity. It's of a divine nature, of a divine principle. And so since I have God's nature, I also share, I also participate in that divine nature of him because Jesus gave it to him freely when I accepted him. And Jesus is the head and we are the body. Don't ever forget that. Jesus is the head and we're the body. So watch this. God says, I don't need you to think about it. I just need you to do what I said. See, when God is our thoughts, when he's the head, then whatever he says to do, we do it. We don't pray about it. We do it. See, religious folk want to pray about it. What is there to pray about when God gives a direct command? I want you to think about that. See, there's a lack of trust here. With our headship, there's a lack of trust here when it comes to God and what he tells us to do. Same thing in the army and the air forces. You don't pray about, you don't fast about what the captain says to do. He's giving you a direct order. You do it. Watch this. And whatever the repercussions become of what you were told to do, that's not on you. That's on the head. So think of it in terms of that. So whatever would happen after you do what God says do, God says, I got you. I told you to do it. I'm going to back you up. I got all of heaven 
Desco. I got all the resources. The silver is mine. Gold is mine. The carbuncle is mine. Everything, the rubies, the diamonds, the hidden treasures in the earth are mine. So whatever I tell you to do, don't worry about the money. If I tell you to build it, do it. I'll pay for it. If I told you to go lay hands on the sick, don't worry. They will recover because I gave you a direct command because you have the divine principle of God's divine nature living on the inside of you. I don't know if I'm doing a good job of helping you or not. I pray that I am because I want you to see you are limiting the Holy One of Israel through your thoughts, through your words, through the stuff you heard when you were growing up, we become a sum total of the bad teaching and training that we have witnessed with our eyes and what we have heard being in this world system. But I want to shake you to your core and tell you there is something phenomenal about you because you just like God. And God sent his son to redeem us to put us. Uh, Jesus said, I want to get inside of you so that you can think like me and do as I would do. Now, the word nature comes from the Greek word phusis. It means the innate properties and powers by which a person operates, the natural characteristics. So we have this phusis inside of us. We have this innate properties. It's in our spiritual DNA. And this powerful thing is why we're not average. So stop saying you're average. Stop saying I'm only human. Yes, A part of you is human, but one third of you is wall-to-wall Holy Ghost power. One third of you is the nature of God. And we hardly ever tap into that because of fear, bad teaching. Nobody will tell us. And if they do, it takes us a lifetime to walk in it. But I'm telling you, if you really get this in your heart today, you're going to begin to walk with a pep in your step. You're going to do things you've never done done before. So when we say, I have the nature of God, I've got this phusis inside of me that causes me to spring forward in what God has promised me. Let me give you a little bit more about this phusis. So when we talk about this, it also means that this nature grows inside of me. God's nature grows inside of me. It germinates inside and expands out of my spirit to my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my conscience, my imagination. It, watch this, it begins to permeate. It flows like water. And water is powerful because you don't know the beginning and end of water. That's this power of God's divine nature. And so when we have this, it sprouts up and springs up. So the nature is mine because I am made in the likeness and created in his image. Let me give you a natural example to help you understand the power of this phusis. Clark Kent is Superman. Those of you like me that watched cartoons back in the day, I did the old school cartoons. And, you know, you'd see Clark Kent and you're like, man, ain't nothing special about this dude. He looks like a cornball. He's got this three-piece suit on. His hair is slick to the side. He's got these glasses on. He just looks like a nerd. But don't get this fooled. Clark Kent is Superman. It's the same thing with Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne 
is Batman. But see, the power of these characters, the power of what made Clark Kent special is that he had a supernatural man living on the inside of him. But you only saw Superman in times of trouble. You only saw Superman spring up, spring forward, germinate, this fusis. You only saw it when someone called on him to do something that they couldn't do for themselves. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. And so you could look at Clark Kent and say, man, you don't have no power. You ain't strong. But oh, I'm telling you, he go in that phone booth and he come out and he didn't look the same. And that's what I'm saying. So don't get upset when people look at you and they don't see something special about you. What you have is on the inside. But make no mistake about it. If something comes up against you, whenever the anointing is calling you up and out and into something great, whenever you need to lay hands on the sick or prophesy the word or pay a bill off, trust me, you got a supernatural agent on the inside of you that will spring up. Same thing with Batman. You didn't think Batman was anything. Bruce Wayne, he looked like a nerd too. But I'm telling you, man, this is the power of what we have. And let me draw you to the scripture. There was nothing special about Jesus. When they looked at Jesus, Jesus would say he was the son of God. They laughed at him. They mocked him because Jesus wasn't six foot eight, 285 pounds, bulging biceps and triceps. They didn't think Jesus was anything. But let me tell you something. Jesus had power inside of him, man. Make no mistake about it. And the Bible declares that people believed him, not because of him saying who he was. It was what he was doing. He was raising people from the dead. Now, who's doing that? He was feeding people with two fish and five loaves of bread in upwards of 10,000 people. Come on, y'all. When they saw what Jesus was doing, they said, oh, he is the son of God. He is what he said he is. And so when you understand who you are, you don't need to prove it to people. You just walk in it. And whenever there's an issue, whenever there's a problem, you let that fusis show up. That fusis that's been germinating inside of you. Let that thing expand out of your spirit. Let that thing begin to permeate your thought life, your emotions, your conscience. Let it get in your imagination. Daydream about it. Let it flow through every crack and fiber and crevice of your life. But more than anything, just believe it and walk in it because God has given it to us through Jesus Christ. We have an abundant life. So this allows for us to have total health. We got total health, man. We don't need to walk around sick, broke, busted, and disgusted when you got the DNA of God. Even if sickness and disease tries to touch your body, it's going to melt. It's not going to stick to you. It's not going to last always. Come on. You will rise again. And I'm going to tell you something. Sickness and disease, even if you got a cold, the more you begin to walk in this and you start vibrating at a high level through the anointing that's inside of you, you won't even get the cold. You know, when you first start hearing messages like this, it's a little, sometimes a little hard to believe, you know, because everybody's sick. Everybody got COVID. And so we start planning for things. Everybody got eye trouble. Everybody got back trouble. And you get that stuff in your spirit and you start to 
prepare and plan for the things that people are saying you got to have. After you get 40 years old, your eyes go. Then your neck start hurting. You don't have to accept this stuff. This is what is happening to them because they don't understand who they are. But when you understand who you are, you can live long and strong and you can live pain free. You can understand what to eat, what to stay away from, because health is all about a decision. You have to decide to be healthy. And we are a healthy spirit, soul and body. And for us to have a relationship with God and every material need met is to understand I am God's divine nature. Let me give you two more scriptures and I'm going to let you go. In Romans chapter number eight, starting at verse number 12, it says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. But if ye lived after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye shall live through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's Romans 8, 12 through 14. But this is what I want to point out. We have to make a determination how we're going to live. Are you going to live from the Spirit? Or are you going to live from the flesh? Now, if we live from the flesh, the Bible says we shall surely die. This is not talking about physical death as much as it's talking about a separation from God in conscience. See, the moment you choose to live like everybody else in the world, you separate yourself from God's voice, from his word, from his instruction. And so you can't mortify the deeds of the flesh. You can't put the flesh in its place. See, you wake up in the morning, you come in contact with your flesh. You feel things, you smell things, you smell food, bacon or toast or whatever. You feel things, the water hitting your body as you're in the shower. And so we become aware of things that are around us with our eyes. We see things, uh, injustices and certain things, and we become affected by it. But when we live from our spirit, we see a limitless possibility of what we can do because the spirit world opens up to us. And unfortunately for many Christians, the spirit world is just not real to them. What's real to them is what they see with their eyes, what they hear with their ears. And so people make decisions every day from the flesh. But if you do it that way, you won't have life in peace. You, you won't have joy unspeakable and full of glory. So you got to make a decision right now that you're going to live from your spirit. Now, now, don't get this confused. That doesn't mean that we don't see what we see in the natural, but we're not moved by it. You can see injustice, but you're not moved by it where you living in a depression where you say, I just don't know what to do about this. I just don't see you got the answers inside of you. You Superman, baby. You Batman. That's who you are. You the God man. You you got the power of God inside of you. And the moment you know it, the moment you believe it, God will begin to download fresh revelation and insight into your heart about how you can fix some of these world problems. We got the solution, but we're too busy being affected by it and not tapping into what we already have. And finally, John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, the thief cometh not 
but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. He says, I am come that they might have life, not death, life, life in the spirit. As we live here on this planet, God says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. God is about giving you more of what he said. He said, I'm going to deluge you with more, 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 and more. I want you to plan and prepare for more, not for less, not about the same thing you've been experiencing. I'm talking about more of God's promises. Lord have mercy. If God sent his son to go through all he went through for you, why not receive it? Don't accept what people say. Don't accept what you've been hearing. No, God says, I want you to prepare every day. I want you to prepare for the best, prepare to live the best, wear the best, drive the best, feel the best, have the best marriage, have the best kids. You have to prepare for this. And preparing for it says, knowing and understanding that I am God's divine nature. That's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray just for these few moments that you were blessed. And if you were, I want you as always to hit me on an email. Hit that email today, info at thomasadeloach.com. Drop me a line and let me know. Always, you can go to my website, thomasadeloach.com. On the homepage there, there's a subscriber box. I want you to put your email in there. Click the send button and I'll send you a free PDF to help you get stronger in the things of God. And also, when you do that, I will send you a monthly to empower you newsletter to give you some things that I'm thinking about, some things that I would like to do so you can stay connected with me and I can stay connected with you. And finally, on that same website, thomasadeloach.com, I'm looking for financial partners who have been blessed by this ministry and you just want to sow a seed of any amount. Do it today. Scroll all the way down, almost to the the bottom of the screen and you'll see a donation tab. Click it and give to your heart's desire. No dollar amount is too big or too small. And everything you give helps me to create more shows and do more things. So I want you to be convicted about doing that. Do it today and God will be so happy and I will be so happy that you did. Listen, I'm praying for you, man. You are God's special treasure. Walk with your head up high today. Walk with some bounce, with some swag. Today is your day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, Please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.